Most of the time, he talks it out with the voices in his head. Other times, he gets an artist to answer his questions, and you get to listen to it here. Welcome to Toad's Tunes. Hey, welcome to Toad's Tunes. This is Craig Wayne Boyd. Uh, Casey James over here. Adam Wakefield. And who's the funniest out of the three of you? Mm, uh, Adam. Adam? I would say definitely me. <laughs> You're not a narcissist, are you? No, not at, <laughs> not all. at all. I think I'm, all. Just, I'm just the best at all things. <laughs> no, I'm the only one that came in number one. So. Oh, there it is. Oh, second place is the first We're loser, only right? 15 seconds in. you got to save that one until <laughs> later. use it now. You so just the real answer is Adam. Adam's always cracking us. I'm not up. funnier. I'm just willing to say shit they're not willing That's to kinda say. That's kind of true. Why? <laughs> Why do you think that is? I don't know. Uh, good answer. Right <laughs> you want next That's question? What are we doing? Watch the numbers skyrocket after this one. How did y'all meet? Uh, I was sitting in my garage one afternoon. I shouldn't say that. Well, how we got together was I was sitting in the uh, in my garage and I'm talking to my wife and was trying to figure out what the heck I wanted to do next because um, right. I was feeling kind of stagnant in the solo career. And she's like, well, what do you think about doing your uh, trio thought again? And uh, she's like, who would you want to sing with? I was like, well. Uh, you did not two, say these two, did you? Actually, actually, absolutely. These are two of my he favorite He said singers. Blake Shelton and Ronnie Dunn, <laughs> and then he realized they would never do that, ever. <laughs> well, I didn't think these guys us. would do it either. So yeah. I called them and... Uh, I was actually the fifth call. Casey was the seventh call. <laughs> Dang it. Yes. Almost. If I would have beat him, I would have been happy with it. Right. <laughs> what place did you come in? You were on Amer- Amer- uh, American Idol? American Idol. Almost forgot. Oh and, you're, and you're from The Voice? Yep. yep. Um, you won. What place did you come in? Second. To who? Allison Porter, Curly Sue. And you? Uh, third place came in uh, after Crystal Bowersocks, who was second place. Did you say sucks? And <laughs> you say Crystal Bowersocks? And moving on. I Le- borrowed her van to go out and tour. Yeah. All summer I borrowed her van. And Lee DeWise, who won the show. Yeah. Nice. What year was that? 2010. 2010. And you're from? Uh, 2014. And? 27? Relevant. Like two years ago. So the new guy. Uh, yeah. How was yeah, your the, the person that? everybody actually can remember from the show. Uh, <laughs> I think more people remember Craig Wayne Boyd than they do. Uh, it's just because of his stupid hair. <laughs> it's in a bun right now. There's nothing cool about that. That's not because I mean, of that. Actually, <laughs> nobody <laughs> recognized him earlier. You know, just wait till his flowing locks come out. You know? I mean, we were at Hooters and I got recognized. Come on. Yeah, because yeah, the name was on your card. <laughs> <laughs> Are you the Craig Wayne? Is that is that kind of what happened? <laughs> no. No. I was totally joking. But I think one of, one of <laughs> my favorite things is better. when somebody asks, like, or says like you look like like somebody walks up and says man you look exactly like Craig Wayne Boyd or whatever and like my response if they say I look like Casey James is like I I get that a lot right I, I, I hope I look a lot like him right <laughs> then you I, tell I, I them no I don't say another no. word and I just wait for them to figure it out really and then sometimes they do and sometimes they don't what's the incognito beard yeah well I'm deaf yeah I'm definitely look well, homeless. Hold, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. You got <laughs> much more homeless. You got a Fisher King thing going on yeah, for sure. Definitely. I mean, you know, I I need to trim up a little bit. It's all right. Have Have you guys like sat down and discussed what your experience was on that TV stuff versus versus like what your careers were before that sort of thing? Like, was your yes. experience the same? I think they were all probably pretty similar. Yeah. Um, I mean, the kosher answer to that question, we loved it, is always. My career wouldn't would not be the same right now without it. And that's a true. It's a true statement. It yeah. really is a true. It statement. absolutely is a true statement. Yeah. yeah. It might. Might. I think that we've had people in here before that have been on the shows, and I, I mean, some people have 
negative things to say on the record. Some have negative things to say off the record. But at the end of the day is, I mean, it's it's kind of. I was going to say on on or off the record for me, it it was the experience was was amazing. Sure. It's a stepping stone if you think about it. I mean, I'm I'm guessing it kind of brought all you guys together, too, in some sense. It brings everything in your it changes everything in your life. And it it makes, you know, it makes everything happen, assuming you're willing to work and do the things. I mean, and, and it can also do nothing for you. So it's just it's just a matter of. Just like anything else, it's like an, it's an opportunity. You can go through and you can you can blow it, or you can make right. a lot yeah. from it. You know. And I mean, I'm the absolute most hater of all haters, and this you know, is true. And I got nothing bad to say about that show because the problem is everybody pisses and moans about the show because they get off the show and they're like, "Oh, I should be famous now. Oh, I should get a record deal now." And it's like you're one of like a thousand people that have been on that show, like. Right. This is just where it begins for you, you know, and so it's like one of those things where people want to piss and moan about the show, you know, because they don't get any help after the show. It's like, well, you know, it's like it's a show. You gotta go buy somebody a bunch of lumber to build a house, and they're gonna bitch and moan because they don't help you build it. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, just take take what you can get and then work with it. You know what I mean? Like. If you screw it up, you screwed it up. They 100, 100 points you know? for that analogy off the top. Yeah, of yeah absolutely. Really I solid. love it. I think some of that, we get phone calls from booking agents that say, hey, this is, you know, we, we've got this thing together and this guy came in fourth on The Voice. And I'm like, cool. How much is he? <laughs> and then they give me some astronomic number and I'm just like, yeah, no, don't. I don't right. care. Well, he's going to sell tickets. Well, that's cool. No. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> no, no, because at the end of the day, it's like you guys you guys have to work and hustle and put mm-hmm. it out there. Big I'm deal. really curious because you all seem like alpha alpha dudes. Like, in who writes? Do you all just get together? and we like do. We all do. I mean, like, how does that work? I mean, because I know that I'm going to go back and, like, I know that you've all written before, obviously, and now the three of you are together. You probably have your own styles and the, the way you guys get together and do the things that you do. Like, do you just all get together and go, dude, I got this one, I got this one, I got this one, and kind of, like, work on them? This is why we work well together is because... He came in first. Well, (laughs) exactly, yeah. (laughs) Well, it is crazy, first, second, third, but it's like, you know, the thing about it is we all do a very different thing, right? but we all have a common thread, and we like working together, and we appreciate and respect each other for the most part, and we are able to... Sit down, take a song that maybe he started or is written or he starts or whatever, and we all come together and we make it us as opposed to me or him or him. Well, let's just say it. That's I mean, what he, makes it fun. This guy over here, I'll I'll toot his horn for a second. Don't He's, do it. Don't do yeah, it. Yeah, I have to. I have to. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll close his, my ears. Yeah, close your ears. <laughs> <laughs> you missed him, dude. No, he uh, <laughs> he he is he is the king of the best courses around. Right. He comes in with some great ideas and then um, we we build from there. That's usually that's some of the best stuff we've had so far has been that way. Right on. We take and what he starts and then we just make it a lot better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you only. Kind I'm of the suck. idea guy. I'm just not the execution guy. Right. You know. No. I, well, and I think with us too, it's the, the, everybody has different strengths. You right. Know? Yeah. We're not like, you know, if you were to go take like, uh, you know, Luke Combs, Luke Bryan, and Jason Aldean and put them in a you know vocal group. Well, it's like you know, it'd be like, oh, I'm making a salad. I got lettuce. I got lettuce. I got some more lettuce over here. You know, right. so it's like. What's with the analogies today? I don't know. know. Mr. Analogy Man. But you know what I mean? So it's like, well, thankfully for us, we all come from very different backgrounds. And, and, you know, sometimes you think it would be uh, a negative thing. But for us, I think for most part, it's positive. Right. Where are you from? New Hampshire. Texas. 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 How long you guys on each other? Uh, about a little over a year and a half, yeah. but it's weird that it's uh, way weird. Yeah. Okay. So my 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 wife is from California, 
My um, wife is also from California. That's cute. And they went to middle school together. No way. They yeah. had high school together. His Did they wife, know each other? Yes. His wife wow. dated my cousin. Your wife. Like my cousin-in-law. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> Your cousin-in-law. Yeah, yeah my cousin-in-law. Wow. It was, it Pretty was weird. Crazy. So, so she like knows my in-laws and stuff. And then we grew up like 50 miles apart and probably played even some of the same venues at times. Right. Um, Just and a never ran across each other. What part of Texas? Fort Worth. So Fort he was okay. more of a Dallas guy. I was a Dallas guy. He was Fort Worth. Yeah. So Sweet. do you guys know how to read? <laughs> <laughs> that was not Toad, leave by the way. That was not leave it to the, <laughs> Leave it to the, the Yankees. The Just guy. say it. I'm going to say Just it. Just say it. The I was, Yankees. The I was thinking no the same thing, but I couldn't say it, dude. You're, you're more friends. How long have you been... In this little group, uh, like feels like wise. an eternity. Seventeen um, years. Uh, I don't know. Shoot, I think I'm at you, I'm at you I've right known after him for a couple of years. I think right. I think during the voice, I ran into you. Yeah. When I, I come back into Nashville and yep, I think you were Crossroads playing, maybe or you Soulshine. You're playing Soulshine, playing yeah. B3, and I flipped out because his B3 playing was just ridiculous. Well, this is how he introduced me to to Adam, and I got to tell this story because it's kind of funny. Is that I mean I've been. I've got my. We all have our own thing. We're right. all happy doing that. But this is a fulfilling thing, and it's and it's something that we all believe in, and we're having a blast with it. But it would have never came about if it weren't for Craig having the vision and then introing everybody. And he he talked to me about Adam, and he said, "Man, I I know this guy that would be just phenomenal for it. He could play great keys, and he's a great guitar player. And what's shocking is that he's extremely I mean, good looking. Extremely, <laughs> extremely. Good thing talented this is radio. At both of these things." <laughs> And and so I'm like, okay, cool. You know, like I'll meet him. But a lot of folks have asked me to do stuff like this. Like, right. It's, I could. I'm this not, one just felt right. I'm just not into it. And so yeah. I said, they're man, lining I'm, up out the door. Apparently. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm just, you know, I mean, as though nobody's asked you. Come on, you're in like four different bands too. So the point is, it's like, yeah, man, I'm I'm happy to like meet up. Right. Yeah. So I walk in. You guys all know, live in Nashville. What do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah we okay. live in Nashville. Okay, now. Cool. So I walk in, and I'm sitting down. Me and Craig are talking. We're waiting. I, I don't know. I think we were waiting on Adam. He walks Wait, in. He's guy. wearing. Here's the moral of the story. He's wearing a Star Wars shirt when he walked in, and I was like, "Okay, I'm in." No, <laughs> that easy. you didn't finish the story. <laughs> that was it. Then you grabbed the freaking swords and started. <laughs> <laughs> They're not swords. Yeah, oh my God. If you say They're swords one more time, <laughs> they're lightsabers. lightsabers. I'm with you on you that You could just one. say saber at least. Saber. <laughs> I'm not a Star Wars guy. Either. Oh, and they, they literally, their first 30 seconds into meeting each other, they're like quoting Star Wars with swords <laughs> in their hands or sabers in their hands. It was the best thing Photos ever. Photos or didn't happen. I, I know. Thank we God. probably do have a video of us light, lightsaber battling It's like that somewhere. scene from Arrested Development. Sword fighting. Playing Star Wars in the garage. I'm going to leave that one alone, too. That's cute. (laughs) (laughs) This interview's over. (laughs) My Schwartz is bigger than yours. That's that's like a um, they deliver ice cream. Is that, is that what you're talking about? Your delivery? Yeah. Uh, no, I was talking about uh, spaceballs. Spaceballs. Oh, yeah. I was messing with you. Oh, okay, totally sorry. messing with you. Everyone's seen spaceballs. I'm not a Star Wars guy, but. If it comes to funny, I like to watch Mel it. Brooks. Well, you know, you need a source material. Yeah. Some well, I don't even watch movies anymore either. I me and my girlfriend been together three years. I've never been to a movie theater t- together. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Not not movie. That's what everybody says. I'm like, I'd rather do other stuff than. Well, you watch know a what? Movie. I don't think I've been to the movies with my wife and maybe maybe twice ever. Yeah. We just don't we don't do that. But that's the great thing about going to the movies with a girl is they're quiet for two hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> And they're when our women demographic. <laughs> I'm not kidding. clicking. This. I'm gonna start going. I'm just kidding. So that was Craig Wayne. Delete the button over there. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> Do not get me in trouble. The tape. So yeah, you guys, you guys have a band that you put together already behind this project. Or uh, are you looking at it. 
No, yeah. are you guys going to put like uh, the rest, like drummer, bass player, that is the a real keyboard player? Yeah, we're, we're, what we're currently doing is we're auditioning the best players that we can get for free in Nashville. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why we're sitting here with just the three of you. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Now, is the goal to have a band? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's been fun right now, we've we've been kind of messing with some of the songs that we're even doing in the studio, uh, or even playing tonight, I should say. Um, but we've been in the studio kind of doing it ourselves. Like, yeah, like, hey, we need a bass player. Okay, I'll play that. And right. Because yeah. we, we can, you know. Yeah. We kind of all we'll play that like that, right? Yeah. yeah. It's been fun. Like, it, you should hear some yeah, unless of the mandolin Unless parts. it's the keys, and then in that case, it's, it's Mr. All Adam, Adam Wakefield. So here's what's funny. The owner of this place, his name is Chris. His dad, is, um, his name is Paul, is um, a jazz Hammond B3 player from hell. Ooh. Oh, okay. All right. It's a bummer that he's not here, but I will pass this along to him. But um, we do a thing in Newport every year over Valentine's Day called the Newport Beach Jazz. Festival. Oh, nice. Mm. And uh, he gets up every now and then with Jack Jones, and they hang out down in, down in um, Laguna Beach, and um, they just walk into a bar down there that's got a keyboard player and I mean keys and they just sit down and they play. Nice. And, uh, yeah, everybody seems to go nuts when they when they do that. So I know that that's a talent, especially. That's not easy to do, especially if he's playing the like the bass pedals with the feet and everything. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the I, Moog. That's beyond my uh, my abilities. That's one of my favorite sure. things is like a trio with just organ, guitar, and drums. Yeah, and organ players playing the bass with his feet. It's like. So good. What I like to do is pretend to play with my feet, and then I'll just play with my left hand, and that's <laughs> it. And you're good to go. <laughs> oh, that guy's good. I was like, man, it's just my left hand. But you know. so 2020, right around the corner. Um, are you guys still gonna tour throughout the rest of this year? There's only a few weeks left, and then when you guys got a couple more shows to do, and then what do you do over the holidays? Like, do you go home and chill? Do you? Uh, that would be awesome if we could do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have I have a baby due um, in just a few weeks. From you now. don't even look pregnant. That's crazy. I know. Well, you haven't seen me stand up yet. <laughs> um, just we, in a couple we, weeks. We'll be doing that, but right now yeah. we just we, we we're going to be spending a lot of time together in the studio, uh, working on some stuff. You guys have a studio at home, one of you guys, or do you guys go to a place? Or well, we have. I mean, I I wouldn't call what I have a studio, but it's it's a place where we can you know we can work. Um, right. But yeah. uh, where we're currently doing stuff is at a, at a guy named uh, Blake Chancey's place, who is a, a really great producer and right and uh he sees your guys's vision as well yes yeah. Yeah, he's amazing you can check him like look him up he's he's been a part of some really great records as a matter of fact it's really random because probably three of my top country records that i've ever like loved and listened to in my life he's on he em. was the guy he's that made them happen right. yeah. how cool That's is crazy. that it's real random like i didn't know that until I like looked it up and I was like, "Oh my god!" So He's I, also got great stories. Yeah, yes, he some does. of the best yeah. yeah. epic yeah. stories. I would love to hear an interview with him sometime because well, yeah. when we are in the studio with him, hearing his stories are mind blowing. They're better People, than tales from the tour bus, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I can it, only imagine how bad those. His, are. his dad produced like twelve of the Oak Ridge Boys albums and like all kinds of fun stuff. It's kind of a long time just Nashville lineage, you know? Right? Yeah, lineage. Well, he's just, just one of those dudes, around. like you know, he's like, oh, well, I grew up next to Loretta Lynn's family. And right? Yeah. Over on down the street was David Allen Cole, and it's like, well, where did where did you grow up? Like, what, yeah. what yeah, street like, is this? Can I move <laughs> can, to the street? You know? It might it might help my career. Right? I live next to Linda and Bob, and sometimes they need eggs. You know, like that's <laughs> that's where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you do you loan Linda and Bob eggs or? Um, no, actually, I'll be honest with you. More so, I go over there and ask for food. <laughs> yeah. Are they older than you? They're kind of like they mom are. And dad actually, uh, Linda asks me to find her pot all the time because she's older and she doesn't know where to find it. Do you tell her in Vegas? It's legal. Uh, yeah, I tell her fly to Vegas because I don't, you know, she's wide. I don't open do pot it, in really uh, Tennessee because yeah. it's illegal. I, I met her and she immediately was like. 
she said something about uh, about it, and I was like, this is an interesting 65-year-old woman. Oh, yeah. She's, <laughs> I dig it. She, yeah. Oh, no. She's one of those people that's taking retirement very seriously. Yeah, she's like, all in. She's <laughs> like, it's like, I'm going to get she's drunk every out. day. I'm going to smoke weed with my <laughs> husband. You know what I mean? She's, she's on it. She's, so got, she's got a gin and tonic in her hand by 3 o'clock every day. They're the ones right next to you, not across the street. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, next to yeah, you. Yeah. She, she's awesome, dude. She's great. What was your last job? My last job? Yes, sir. Like... As in not like playing music? Yeah, before you went on any of these TV shows and shit. Oh, man. Uh, stuff. I you know, stuff. I've only really done two two jobs right. that weren't music. One of them was a uh, quality inspection guy at like a, uh, what are those, Caliber Collision Center? Okay. Were you and a body inspector? <laughs> <laughs> and I met, I met my future drummer there. Right. And then quit like, you know, two weeks later. But... Uh, I the only other thing I did from that was I was a a salesman at a tanning lotion place. Rough job. And I sold uh, I sold like tanning products like the like tanning bulbs and tanning lotions and like body I lotions and that. weird stuff like that. I was I was good at it, man. All I right. like sales, you know. But I mean, I guess that's what you're doing in music to a certain extent. Absolutely. Too, so. You got to get yep. people to believe in your product. Yeah. My last uh I guess job other than doing side construction in Nashville when I was broke. Uh, other than that, my only job I had was in Dallas, and I was working for uh, Nextel, nice. which was uh, Motorola's company that they had right. a little walkie-talkie one. Yeah, yeah, the walkie-talkie yeah. two-way radio, cell phone style. Um, and I was I did corporate sales for them. You guys have only had two jobs? I'm sorry, I <laughs> lied my butt off. I've had, like, I've done every... Job in the world in construction. Yeah. Sure. Just none of them were a real, like, actual checks. Like, make a paycheck. Like, it, was it was like more cash like, money. Here's some, yeah. right. here's some cash. Go, go get your baby diapers. So <laughs> I've done essentially every part of construction. That's, I mean, I built my first house. So it's like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I've yeah. done everything. I worked. Worked at a homeless shelter, did HVAC work. I worked at an ice cream store. I worked at the Taco Bell. I worked at a grocery store. Hold on. The Taco Bell? The Taco There's Bell. There's only one? The, the one? The Taco Bell in The Pasadena, first one in Maryland. Unbelievable. Yep. I've always wanted to see the Taco Bell. Yep. Grocery store. I did air duct cleaning. I worked at a marina. Jesus. Um, uh, All before I was 15. I painted <laughs> houses. Uh, I mean, Not the I've kind done, of painting houses that you think. No, yeah, yeah, really no, painting actually houses. painting houses. That was my last job that I did when I moved to Nashville. It was funny. I... I had a job for like, I don't know, probably five, well, maybe even ten years when I was living in Baltimore, painting houses while I was doing my uh, music stuff, and uh, and I moved to Nashville, and within three months, already had a better painting job than I had. I was already getting paid and was my own subcontractor for a painting job in Nashville, and I'd already I'd had one for ten years. I was like, oh, I'm so pathetic, but uh, but I was <laughs> so happy about it. I was right down on Second Avenue. Right by Broadway. Yeah. Um, and it was a taco shop, and I had the whole, it was three floors of a building. And was I had it the, the whole, taco shop? It was the taco <laughs> shop. Yeah. And, uh, not a taco shop. And I had the whole building to, to, to paint. So I started at the bottom floor, and it was great because I like every day, I, you know, when I took a lunch break, I go out and hang out on Broadway back when I thought it was cool and everything and, and go check out <laughs> bands and stuff. And, and like, like, I remember I took lunch break for CMA Fest. Like during CMA Fest, I took lunch break and went and saw Chris Stapleton play the Bud Light stage. Right. Uh, you know, so it was like really cool. That was but, not too long ago then, eh? Uh, well, I mean, when Chris Stapleton was playing the Bud Light stage, that would have been at least three years ago, three years, I would yeah. think. That's uh, not too long like ago. That. Yeah, not too long ago. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I was paint I painted the first floor and I started like in the wintertime or whatever. And by the time I'd gotten like to the third floor, it was summertime. And then they wanted me to 
They wanted me to stain the deck on the roof because they had like a hot tub and a deck and everything up on the roof. And uh, it was so hot. It was the middle of summer. And I was like, it's miserable there. In the yeah. Summertime. And I was like, you know what? I think uh, I think I got enough gigs now. I quit. Yeah, just like that. It's too hot. <laughs> I quit. You so, started at the bottom. Yeah, and now you're here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and right back, right back where I started. Yeah. Right my, back. I have to say this: my first job when I got to Nashville, literally, I was there for a couple of days, and I went to a songwriter night, and I pulled up, and I was like, "Dude, this is this is a strip joint. What the heck?" And you went down underneath in the basement, and there was a songwriter night going on. And I come out, and I was like. I need a job. And they were like, dude, we need a valet guy. You want to show up tomorrow night in valet cars for the, right. for our strip joint? I was like, heck yeah, I do. Done. <laughs> so that was literally my first gig in Nashville. I what lasted you... about, about a month, and then that was it. Greatest what? month of my life. Yeah. <laughs> greatest, greatest. Did you get in for free? <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. What do, what do you guys think of Nashville? But I never went in. I never went in. Yeah. Still to, to this day. <laughs> yeah. Still this day. What do you guys think Nashville has changed, like how it's changed just in the last like five years? Mm. I can tell you just in the last couple years I've been there, but I'm going to go back. Let's go maybe ten years ago, like in in a sense. Just I was I've been there that long. Um, you guys said no. I have. You, you I've been there been. six years. I came I came to town about ten years ago. I was there for a year and hated it and left immediately and went back to Texas. Right. And uh, and but you know as far as changes in the town go, I mean Craig would be able to speak to that a lot. A lot I'm not going to say physically because I know I, I I've been going. Oh, like it's the, crazy when you talk about physically. Yeah, the, the last three years it's it's retarded. I mean, there's more cranes there than there are here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I I nice. look at stuff in infrastructure. I'm more looking at like maybe the music side of things. Do you think people are still as personable? I mean, I heard this story from. Um, um, Red Atkins about Kenny Chesney that was probably one of the greatest stories I've, I've ever heard about music and how it goes full circle and uh, um, Red Atkins was came to Nashville just to check it out see if he wanted to move there and he goes in a bar and there's only two people in the bar the guy sitting on the, the stool playing music and the bartender and they end up talking and it ends up being Kenny Chesney and when Red Atkins just got his award at ACM, he told the story. And he's like, my son is now out on the road with Kenny Chesney. So it like went full circle. Yeah. I know that there's this tight group in, in Nashville of you country people that write and hang out. And it's kind of neat. Has it always been that way? Um, it For <clears throat> me, it has been. I was there for about seven months. I moved there in the end of 2004 into 2005. And by June of 2005... Um, I was writing for EMI, and the guys that I w- had just, like, we had all signed publishing deals at that point, and it was Randy Hauser, Jamie Johnson, um, Jared Neiman, Lee Bryce, uh, Rob Hatch, uh, Dallas Davidson, all those guys all came to, like, we all got publishing deals at the same time. And of course, Vince Gill hit. says it's not cool to name drop, by the way. Uh, I'm just saying, <laughs> but all those day. guys, that it was Sting crazy. That they, that all, they all had, like, crazy success very quick. There's, I had a point to that, dude. <laughs> they all had crazy success, and then I was still still hitting it hard, you know, sure. trying to figure it out. And then I ended up going on doing the TV show stuff. Right. Um, just taking a different route. But it was there was a brotherhood there for a while. It was fun. It's a neat, it's a neat community. It's like, um, um, I really don't do much research on people because I want this to be as organic as possible. And one of the guys I did look up was Josh Miranda. Um, before he came in, I sat with him and found out that he wrote um, Somewhere on a Beach for Dirk Bentley. And the neat story is that he obviously wrote it with a couple other people, but they made enough money to buy that place where they were sitting on the beach and 
Oh, nice. Oh, that's crazy. It's, it's that's an awesome. awesome. It's an awesome cool. full circle story again. That's why I think I love uh, my favorite thing about this 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 genre of music is it's not it's unlike any other. You guys all champion each other. I mean, just sitting in here, all jokes aside, you guys respect the shit out of each other, which is rad. Oh yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to the future of it all and see how you guys write together. Like you say that you sit down and you bring the goods and they clean it up for you, sort of thing. I'm sure that's not the case every single time, but pretty much the case. <laughs> There's no denying that. I mean, I, I mean, these guys are phenomenal writers, and and I'm extremely thankful for that because, you know, it's not always easy, especially when you're trying to write for something that that isn't exactly what I mean. Like if I'm writing for me. It's a whole different ball game than if I'm writing for, for you know, a specific thing. Right. Because I'm I'm kind of all over the place, and I think that, I think these guys are a bit more refined in their approach, and 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 that's nice. And it's it's you know I just try to learn anytime I'm around somebody, and it and I've already learned from him, and I've already learned from him, and I'm going to keep doing that. I'm going to keep ripping it's the only them way off, to grow, man. stealing yep. all their chops, and trying to figure out what they're doing. And you can try. Yeah, <laughs> that's the goal. What was the first instrument you picked up? Um, Can't say that on the radio. (laughs) Skin flute. Sorry. (laughs) Um, That was Craig Wayne Boyd again. Yeah, that was not good. Uh, (laughs) Piano was first for me when I was four. Yeah. Um, Wow, you said that like you were from the South. Four. When I was four. uh, Yeah, I played piano when I was four, and then kind of around middle school time, I realized that uh, girls didn't like guys who played piano. They like guys who played even. guitar. So I started playing that, uh, and also because I wanted to write songs and I wanted to play Beatles songs and stuff. So started doing guitar, and then you know I didn't start singing like trying to like actually be a singer until I was probably in my mid twenties or something like that, early twenties, thirty years ago. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He looks back. He looks good for his age. Back back before I had a cell phone, you know. Um, (laughs) I used to. I mean, true. Actually, bricks, man. I I started trying. I started singing right when I got a cell phone. Actually, it's pretty funny. It's about the time I did as well. It's just ran. It's just randomly that. We're we're three months apart from each other in age wise, which is probably the the closest. I don't have that makes you the youngest, right? Am I? Yeah. Wait, what's your birthday? February. February. Oh, son of a gun! Yeah, yeah. kid. In age that? and maturity. How about that? Would have not. Would have thought. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm a disagreeing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the old man. No, I'm the old man. Oh, I got you all beat. Yeah, that's true. Do you? Yes, sir. Really? Yes, sir. What do you got? Where are you at? I was born in '69. Get the get out. <laughs> yes, what? Sir. No, you uh, were not. <laughs> no way. Absolutely. That is not true. Let me see a license. I'll wow. show you my ID. That's I am awesome. not shy. That's, That's awesome. awesome. What are you doing? What do you? I mean, what's going on? You I don't have, look like. I have no gray in my hair. How is this possible? I do there, but uh, you're yeah. like a muppet. I have a son that's 24. There you go. No wow. joke. Got a daughter that's eleven. Wow. I'm like I'm speechless right now. That's a good thing. So right? do you like yeah, you and your son man. go cruise the bars or you know? <laughs> no, no, as bros. No, I yeah, don't even, dude. Yeah, yeah, I don't even drink. It's funny. He, he dad just jumps on the grenades. You know. <laughs> Wait, my girlfriend is not gonna like that. <laughs> Give the boy the fox. <laughs> my son came in here one night and uh, uh, when he was under twenty one. So like on Friday night she can come in here eighteen plus and he was I think nineteen years old at the time and uh, told me you can't drink. Dad's here. You like you. I know you drink at your friend's house, but you cannot come to this place and drink. We'll get in trouble. So the big doors, when you walk in the front, they're like big barn doors, and they were shut, and they're walking in at like 9 o'clock at night, and I gave them this whole back area to like just to be amongst their, them, themselves, and as they get to the door, this thing drops, and as they fell out, 
one of the f- shoes kicked it and it slammed up against the door and I'll be damn if it wasn't a little bottle of like Jack Daniels or something <laughs> like that and I look at my kid and he's like it's not mine it's not I'm like dude you guys are the only ones standing right here so my own son tried to screw me at Stoney's liquor wise and I was like that is one yeah. epic fail oh, right there right. Right. Sure. he no, got more than two seconds yeah. yeah he didn't even get in the club like he didn't even get past yeah, the big door like, it's like the video of the guy trying to stick up the liquor store drops the gun on the, yeah. on the uh, you on hold the it here, you, yeah. here, you take it <laughs> put it Point it at yourself. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much what. <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's, that's super funny. Okay, so let's get back into 2020 now. You guys are out on the road. You guys are going to put this band together, and you guys are going to do this thing. Are we recording first? Are you guys going to like kind of do a little bit of both? Do you guys, as you travel, do you guys find yourself writing as you're traveling? Like, um, is, what's, well, we've been kind of messing with it. Originally, it started out just literally a passion project for this. Right. Um, and as it's grown, it's become a stronger and stronger forefront for all of us right um and so what we're doing right now is bringing it out on the road to see how people dig it right um, and so far we're running an acoustic with it um i think it lets the vocals shine and let people hear that because it's something that's been missing off of radio and people haven't heard a lot of that in a while and it's really at this point it feels retro to yeah. people you know so it's a it's kind of a throwback yeah, people thing, are like oh oh what's that oh, sound yeah. and we're yeah, like that. that's harmony yeah that is <laughs> harmony. besides like the zach brown band there ain't a whole yeah. lot of dudes singing together no it's true i might agree with that i might agree i was at uh top golf last night and american young was there uh secondhand serenade and john gurney and we're talking um three dudes two chicks and they, uh, four of them got up at one point and um, they all harmonized together and sang the song. And it was like, you just, I mean, Lady Annabellum kind of does it sort mm-hmm. of thing. And you've it's got, beautiful, man. yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a neat thing. You've played here before. Yes. You know our crowd. Um, that's the fun thing about this place is when you guys play, um, they dance. And it's, yep. it's, 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 it's kind of a neat thing just to be able to look out on the floor and know that they're just not, it's not Nashville. I don't do a lot of acoustic shows here. I don't. Yep. Um, it doesn't fit our format that well. Um, but I think what's neat is you'll see a lot of people two stepping tonight, which is kind of cool. Black Cowboys in town, so love it. It'll be it'll be a fun night. I'm looking forward to it. I was telling him earlier. I, I had some friends in town. I'm going to dinner, but I already told my girl. I said we're coming back to check this out because it's going to be fun. I think it's 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 neat. Now getting to know you guys a little bit better, minus this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody says. It's kind of cool. So back to 2020. He was pointing you... at Craig. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I get blamed for everything. <laughs> Your wife is Taylor, right? Yeah, is that, right? Is that exactly. her? yeah Taylor was Craig. <laughs> I'm just gonna start being like like first person right there. So 2020, the goal is you guys gonna put out an album or something like that. Uh, I Get, believe that's I believe that's what we're working towards. We're uh, yeah. we don't know yet. We're, we're still trying. we're still trying stuff out. You with know? with with digital, do you do you think that it's best to keep your listeners like um, in the know, like every month release something sort of thing? Have you found that that that's something that works like? In the industry per se, and then along with how you guys are looking forward to like releasing stuff. That's an interesting question. I'd like to jump in real quick. Because no, I've it's always, not your turn. So yet. what I was <laughs> thinking, I've is... always thought, I've always thought that would be a really cool idea to just release something like I, I had this thought like literally ten years ago, and my manager at the time said absolutely not, and the label of course said absolutely not. Right. But I was like, man, why don't we just release a song a month, just ever, just forever. Like I'll just continuously make music and right. just com- com- like keep releasing songs and feed the I consumer. Just, I just yeah. thought that was would be a really neat idea because wherever you're at in life and whatever you like the most that month is what I mean. It's the most honest and open way. I mean, at that time that I thought you could do it, and I haven't really 
pursued the thought or really honest and open. Have you been listening to the radio? <laughs> well, I mean, you know what? Again, they shut that idea down, so I think that speaks for itself. I think that's how people stay relevant, though. I mean, with the ability to get stuff out there today and the ease yeah. of it. I mean, yeah. you can record in your own house. Exactly. You, can, you can put out a quality product that way. You can get it up on a platform, and if you start to build your fan base, I mean, um, I, I watched this story on Post Malone, obviously a different genre, but, dude, he just put a song out on SoundCloud because someone told him that he should do it because they thought it was rad, and he went to bed, woke up the next morning, and... He's post Malone now. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's obviously grown from there, but the the ease of it, just to get it out there, and the trackability, I think, is what the neatest thing. This is why I have such a hard time with regular terrestrial radio. They're going to tell you how many people are listening to your song, and it's a bunch of bullshit. Right? Yeah. How do they track it? Because mm-hmm. they got X amount of these little beepers out there that say that's what we're listening to. So my frustration draws there. At the end of the day is I built an app. I know how many listeners I got. They give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I can tell you how many people listen to your song yeah, at what real. time of the day. It's real number. It's real. It's no different than Spotify. It's yeah. no different than iTunes, YouTube, anything like that. Only difference is you guys can monetize there. I just have to pay. <laughs> that's the difference. But I think that that's what's so neat about it is you guys can literally tonight come up with an idea. And if you're fast enough, you can have it out and x amount of time and have it up for people to listen to. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we're we're also in that era where it's it's like a kind of a weird era because it's like people don't put songs out every day but they're putting something out all the time you sure. know what i mean like you know it's, whether it's just yeah, it's always it's all content oriented so it's like yeah. people are just you know we're, we're like we're at a time where it's like you know you're constantly if you're an artist you're constantly under the microscope you're you know every day you're doing an instagram live this is what i'm doing today this is what i'm doing today you know and it's like i remember back when i was a, you know Back when I was like a teenager and everything, I was like my favorite years band. Ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Tell me about when you were, <laughs> you know, grandpa. I was like, man, I want to be, you know, like I always wanted to be Ronnie Van Zant. You know what I mean? Like I was, I want to be rock and roller. You know, and I, I want to do that. I want to drink whiskey and crash cars and do all this kind of stuff. And it's like, and nowadays it's like you can't do any of that stuff. No, because it's like you're, you're gonna const- get judged. So right, but it's like, but so like now, like God, how great would it be if we could take Leonard Skinner? And have Leonard Skinner on. I mean, Leonard Skinner's Instagram Live. It'd be them getting trashed, like yeah. you know, throwing TVs out the window and everything. Nowadays, it's like you go on artist Instagram Lives. It's like, what's up, y'all? I'm on the beach. Woo! Look at me. I'm taking a stupid drink. <laughs> Here we you know, go. Like, that's so a selfie. That's so a selfie. It's so stupid. But imagine if we could, like, you know. But that's the thing. Is like nowadays, it's like everything. Everything's everything's changed. It's not like it used to be. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, back when I was a kid, like, you know, I just dreamed about being Leonard Skinner. Now it's like, you know, you don't anytime want I want to do something like Leonard Skinner, my manager is like, don't even think well, about you know, it. You know, the thing is you had to search diligently. Like you had to go to a store and buy a magazine and read about these people to know anything. Sure. And I was I was the guy that was all about like Album I liners. was doing everything that I could to like find out what pick this dude used or what strange it's like now everything. 100% of the time is 100% on the table it's for available. everyone. It, it, and that to me takes a lot of the it takes something away from it in a in a in it takes away the mystique way. of it a little yeah. bit. It does. It takes a lot of, of well, something uh, that's special out of it. Yeah. But the other side to that normalizes it. The other side of that is it makes you so um um like they can obtain whatever information in a good way, because if you're an up-and-coming artist, people just assume that once you reach a certain level, it changes. So wh- one of the things that, that it's I, a double-edged sword. It is, sure. but the yeah. but the neat part about it is 
people assume as you get more and more famous, become celebrity status, that your life changes. And it really doesn't. You still put your pants on. You still take a shower. You still go to Starbucks. Adam doesn't. Well, <laughs> clearly. Pants. Pants. <laughs> but, I mean, but the reality of it is now people have been trained to consume information like that. So the idea of them getting to know you on a different level, like some artists will, I mean, BNA Carpet. I mean, it's got its own Instagram page. Oh, yeah. Come on. And if you post something within five seconds, they repost it. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. And it's a piece of carpet. So you right. sit back and go, like, have they gone too far? The TikToks of the world. Two nights, no, last night, I went, my, my kid's 11. She had a winter wonderland at her school. They had a DJ there. I think his name was DJ Chewy. Plug. Um, <laughs> but these kids, so they're playing Christmas music, and all of a sudden they start playing this hip-hop stuff, right? And they get in this group. And they start dancing around, bouncing around, doing their thing. And then the minute it goes back to Christmas music, they all just disappear and go about their business. So when I was a kid, it was the mosh pit. It was that sort of yeah, thing. Or and like when they put Freebird comes on or Stairway to Heaven at the yeah. middle school dance. And you're like, wow. Yeah. And, you're like, oh, and you're, everyone's playing air guitar. And yeah. I mean, but I just sat back and I'm looking. I'm like, where do these kids get this? Because this is not on the radio. But the reality is it's consumed via TikToks of the world and the YouTubes of the world. And they're chasing down Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um You've got artists that come out and in, in three weeks get 60 million streams of a song. Like, that's not on radio. What is that? I mean, I freak yeah. out on that side. Well, that's why I play the other side of it all. Is everybody, as they become a fan of yours or as they start to want to know more about you, they start to research it. Before it was hard because you had to go pick up the magazine. Right. You yeah. had to read about it. Right. Or you had to pick up the album and find <clears throat> out who was the writer on it. Now you just go to Wiki and everything well, is there. It's a bit... It's a bit, that's also a thing that I don't know that I'm a super huge fan of on that side of it. And that's because one of the things that I think is most important when it comes to music is like, I'm gonna, I, there's an analogy here somewhere, a metaphor I can do. But the point is, is that anyone can do something maybe one time. Right. And I don't mean anyone like, as in like, it could just happen to anyone. Like sure. you could just get that moment in your life and you you have the right song at the right time, right? For me, personally, and this means nothing to anyone else, but for me, I don't like the idea of being able to access everything all the time because then nothing's worth anything. Like, in other words, if you followed everyone in the world on a social media platform, you're not following anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. There's no way. You're going to look through 800 million, right. billion. Yeah, right. but it, but and it, in the same sense... As far as music goes, consistency for me is what it's about. Like, I want to know, like, if I look at a Bonnie Raitt, I'm like, that is like 50 years of dedication and consistency. Then I can name a thousand other artists, right? But my point is, you know, if you if you have this giant space to search and find things, you might find this one thing, and that might pop out and get 80 billion hits, but then nothing ever happens with that artist or that sure. band again. I'm not as as much of a fan of the ability for that to happen, even though I'm an absolute, I'm a product of that, because I was on a TV reality show, sure, yeah. Yeah. That, and, and I wouldn't be sitting here today, I wouldn't be We've married to my that. wife, yeah. I wouldn't have my three children, I wouldn't be sitting with these guys. I get all that, but I'm still saying, like, for me, it's a double-edged sword, and if I could if I could have it my own way, it wouldn't be as deep of a pool sure. for us to dive into. Yeah, but I think the other thing, too, it's about picking and choosing, you know? Like, I'm I, shockingly, I'm a little late to the Instagram thing, but... <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have a cell phone. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I do. I've got my razor right here. Um uh, no, but but it's about but it's about picking it's about picking and choosing your stuff though. Like you know what I mean. Like 
uh, you know, I could hate Instagram all I wanted, but it's like, like I love, like for instance, it, I, it's a go, necessary evil. Well, like John Mayer's Instagram oh, yeah. is great. Yes. It's awesome. He's hilarious. He does funny stuff on there. He goes on there and like does kind of like guitar lesson stuff. You know what I mean? I watch that stuff all day. Now, you know, and that's great. But like, there's also like if you follow like Michael Ray or Carly Pierce, all it is is them being on there. Like, oh, I love Carly. I love Michael. I love Carly. <laughs> and you're like, oh my god, I'm gonna kill myself. You know what I mean? Unfollow, unfollow. <laughs> so it's like you know, uh, you, you got you gotta like you, you gotta just pick and choose the cool stuff yes everything is everything is out there and there's tons of garbage out there but it's like that's the other thing too is that you know probably all the stupid like you know you've been watching my instagram way too much all dude. the like what's wrong with all you? the like you know like <laughs> stupid country girls in nashville they probably love watching carly pierce's you know thing and they're like oh my god her and michael they're so cute they're so great you know like they yeah. probably love looking at that stuff but so that's for they're, them you know me <laughs> me personally i'd rather watch you know john mayer like do something funny or like you know there's lots of great instagram things so it just depends on like what what you want to look you just got to sift there's just so much to sift through that's what drives me all crazy. of that to be said we are married and he is not. That's right. <laughs> you ever see now somebody you know why. play like on a football team and you're like, man, I'm so glad that mean son of a bee is on my team right. and not the other team. That's that guy? That's Adam for me. Dude, the scary part, like, <laughs> you you look at stuff like that. And for me, the scariest part is is you, you guys live in... Um, in the forefront of people because you're artists and yeah. people look up to you as an artist and everyone wants to play, uh, I don't care what they say, everyone wants to be a musician at some point in their life. There's a, a stage in life where they want to be. But the scary part about that all is, all of that is is when people come up to you that you might barely know and they tell you what you did that day. That's right, the isn't part, that weird? That's the part that, that I have the hardest time with is, is it's scary to think at where I'm at in my life that people pay attention that I can only imagine what the next level and the next level and the next level is because they almost believe that they're your friends in that yeah. sense. And it's kind of it kind of gets to the point where as an artist, I think it's got to be a, a next level of creeper. But you know what, though? Um, I've thought a lot about that. And that was something I chose to do when I decided to go on a reality TV show. Absolutely. So once I opened myself up to that, then I I just came to grips with that. That's what it is. Well, there's and a human side you're, to you're it. I have to live with that, dude. You have to teach people that 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 as you become more famous and more um, um, in the limelight of things, that you are still human. And I think that's the neatest part. We just like, don't fib about it, and then you don't nah. get in any kind of trouble. Nah. Well, <laughs> Tony Jackson came through here a year ago and wasn't very social. Now today he's social as hell, and it's like one of those things that that's how you build your audience because they want to know that you're human. They want to yeah. know that um, I, I wanted to do something. Maggie Rose came here one day and played. I don't know if you guys know who she, yes, she is. Yeah, we're, we're she great. she is phenomenal. She's I, great. I picked her up at the airport, and from the airport I drove her to the radio station, and we did one of those radio blah 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 things, whatever. Um, and um. When I picked her up, we were listening to Machine Gun Kelly on the way there in my truck. And I just wish that I would have had a freaking GoPro in there because <laughs> the conversation, uh, her getting ready to go in there, just listening to the music, uh, breaking out of her shell and just doing whatever. People don't see that side of it. We've always talked about doing some stuff here where when you guys walk in the back door, we're going to film it. When you walk up to the stage, you do the sound check. You guys go hang out in the green room. You do the interview. Then the build up to whatever you guys do before the show because people don't see that side. And as you consume more and more information like that, people want to know that because the end of the day, truth be told, they think that you guys fly in on a jet <laughs> and true. you come in and your shit set up. There's you play big, it. Yeah, big misunderstanding. Hookers and, and blow and you leave. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what have, they think. We have one of the coolest freaking rental vans outside. Yeah. Right. It's a little minivan. Yeah. So. 
I mean, you I know what, man? I got, I got. And that hooker this. is driving the shit just, out of me. Just, uh, <laughs> 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 well, what do you think about me liking you? Well, okay, so <laughs> that'll never happen. And uh, no, that was, I mean, uh, that I, was Craig again. I think with with the fans thing, you know, at first, like I, I'd, I'd look at comments, like Instagram comments or YouTube comments or you know whatever Facebook comments, and like you know. I get one from somebody be like, hey, I listened to this song. I love this line in the second verse. And I'd be like, you're awesome. You're a great fan. You're the best. And then, like, you know, I'll get a message from somebody. You know, I'll post, like, a, uh, a story on my thing of my dog, and somebody will send a message like, OMG, so cute, heart, heart, heart. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, whatever, and everything. But you can't be like that because <laughs> fans are fans, Anymore. man. Fans, <laughs> fans are fans, and they love you for different, you know, different fans like different songs, different fans like different shows. So, you know, and, like, for me, I do a lot of different kinds of music. So some, some people, you know, some people come because they want to hear me do you hear me sing Tennessee whiskey? Do I want to sing it? No. Am I going to sing it? Probably not. But you know, that's what they come. That's, that's what, what they, they want. I'm not going to give it to them. Well, that you know, that's what they come to hear. That's what they want to hear. You know what I mean? And it's like, and it's like, you know, like, look, man, I've been writing music since I was ten. I don't want to come out and sing a cover of a cover of a guy who's still alive singing it right now. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, you know, but. The thing is, is that fans are fans, and you got, and you got to appreciate all of them for for who they are. You know sure, what I mean? Absolutely. And, and, and you just have to be grateful of the fact that that they paid that you know you know for my shows seven fifty to get in the door. You know, seven hundred and fifty cents. You know, to get to get to come see the show. So you really can't. As much as you want to be like, you know, oh, I want these kinds of fans or those kinds of fans. Like, it's kind of like, and I got a good experience with it with Americana World too, because the Americana World, every, you know, it's like these are the real music fans, and it's like, well, you know what, that's great, but uh, you want to call them real music fans or not real music fans? Well, you know, the country music guys, uh, they're doing pretty good. Yeah. You know, so it's like you want to call somebody, you know, whether they're real music fans or not. It's like that's great, but Who's you know, I'd tickets? really love, I'd really love to pave my uh, driveway. So uh, <laughs> I like all fans. Thank you very much. You know, and it's like, uh, and yeah, I mean, do the comments about my music that are very, uh, you know, people that are really listening and picking apart the tunes and and uh, you know, thinking about the lyrical content and stuff like that. Do those mean more at the end of the day? Yeah, probably, but. Uh, I'm gonna you know, go on you got to appreciate. I want to see, like, see who his six followers are. His, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pick all your Yeah, then you apart. go on my Instagram and he's like, yeah, he's got 172 followers, you know. No, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so you, you got, man, you got to love them all, you know, and, and that's the thing. And the other thing, too, is you can't count people out. Hey, <laughs> I will say this. This is one of the things, and, and I think you and I are very similar in this, and it's not as much for me about, like, when I went through Idol, it was at, I didn't realize it at the time, but it was like a, it was a, it was a huge deal because I didn't I didn't grow up with TV. Right. Like channels didn't have cable or any of that stuff. And so I didn't I mean, I had obviously heard of the show. It's like you'd have to live under a rock to not have heard of the show. Right. But went through and it was a you know, it was like this crazy thing. So you go from working and having a publishing deal or painting the the, the front of the building. The Taco Bell. And then the, the, the Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. And then all of a sudden you're these guys, right? Right. And I know for me, it freaked me out, and it took me a very long time to get back to understanding me and where I was and my place in the world. But through all of that, the thing that I've never lost sight of is like one of the things, one of the reasons that I do music is to bring joy to people. Like, it's not just for my own self, because if I did that, I would just stay at home and play. Right. I want to make people happy. And so when I get a kid, 
or an old lady or a middle-aged man or you know, he just pointed at me. Did you see that? What, <laughs> he was pointing all over the room. Whatever it is, there's somebody that comes up to me and it's taking time out of their lives that are very busy yeah. to say something nice to me or even just say, just want to meet me. I take that as a huge responsibility and I and I allow it to let me make somebody happy by being kind. And I've and I've done it literally every single moment that I've that has ever happened because it's like man it's so easy to just shake a hand smile and say thank you so much and be sweet and kind yep. and then you you can change somebody's day you can and change who knows like the repercussions of that stone that you throw and and the the, the the waves just keep getting bigger because now you made that person happy they go out and they somehow make somebody happy that's going to eventually make Adam Wakefield happy <laughs> that right there that's tall is order serious right there. <laughs> but dude you know. the end of the day is I, you guys got to be up on a stage and when you write something and you present it and you see them singing back to you oh man you yep. know that it's that's it's, the coolest thing it's, it's definitely it's the touched him, thing and that's what's so great. I think there's um, we have a kid here. His name is Renee. I call him a kid. He's a millennial, um, um, <laughs> but he him and I go back and forth with about music. He listens to hip hop a lot, and he's like, the only difference between hip hop and country is the beat. That's it. And not not even that really. I was going <laughs> to say, I feel like that's not, the not, only thing that's the same. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but well, the conversations are very similar. Lately, like, they're telling a story. Some of them are. You look like a guy like Upchurch, that sort of thing. People people they tell a story, and if you can relate to it, it's cool. I don't think that the genre is the same in regards to the people that are in it as far as championing each other. Right. Because you could put something out outside of what you're doing here, and I can guarantee you that not only these two guys, but some other people other than Michael Ray will go out there and support <laughs> what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, I mean that in a nice. What's the hate on Michael, by the way, I like that guy. Um, come on, you don't need All right. to. No, actually, actually, no, there's no, a no, really good, either. there's a really good story behind this. Come on, uh, Jenny, um, who is my girlfriend? Wait, uh, I got an idea. <laughs> hang on, hang on. See, now we know where. Should we just cut the? She was on. Let's cut the tape. She was on a, a show called The Next, uh, that was on the CW. And Michael Ray was on the same show. I feel very uncomfortable that you're looking at me as you tell this story. And, and he and he beat her out on the show to like he won the whole show, and that's how he ended up getting his record deal and everything. And so she she lost him. But honestly, I, that wouldn't bother me. It's really just you know. I'm still shocked that you everything. have a girlfriend. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> hey, wait yeah, you and I, you and I both. Don't worry. <laughs> this, is she coming tonight? No, uh, no, she lives in uh, Nashville. Nashville. I was going to say like Niagara Falls. Is she? <laughs> We've never seen her. <laughs> never, never seen <laughs> her. Only pictures. I've My, seen the Breakfast Club I've got before. Got a girlfriend. <laughs> she's in Canada. Okay. <laughs> okay. Craig, tell people how to find you online. Uh, for all things Craig Wayne Boyd, go to craigwayneboyd.com. Uh, CaseyJamesOfficial.com. Casey James Official on Facebook. Casey James Official on t- uh, Instagram. And uh, Adam Wakefield, we can find you, what, just trolling on Michael Ray's page? That's right. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> Michael Ray. Oh, uh, you can find me. It's uh, Michael Ray backslash farmersonly.com. Uh, yeah, no, it's 
Just look up Adam Wakefield on Google, and stuff will pop up. Stuff will pop up. I feel like well, I feel like we're we're finally at a time now where it's like you don't really have to say the website. No, you really don't. You just put it in Google. If you want to find out about somebody, you can find them on your phone. You can even do that with normal people. You don't have to be famous or I do it all the time with like Bill down the street. You Google my kid, and he's got more pictures. I'm like, whoa, this is weird. Type in Bob and Linda, my neighbors that need eggs, and she's like this, and then you get a picture of Linda. Smoking a J. Boom. This was fun, guys. All right, all right, all right. That's the end of this one. Go ahead, roll credits. Recorded by Toad, produced by Toad, booked by Toad, voiced over by Toad. You know what? Toad would just like to go ahead and take this moment to thank you so that he doesn't have to go back and do his real job. <laughs>